Your presence has been detected and recorded. Thank you. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of My Random World. I am your host, the one that's in love with Judas. It's me, Chris. And then sitting next to me, as always, she's the one you'll meet down at the Electric Chapel. It's Miss Crystal. Thank you. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the one with the Americano. Yeah, well, somebody get this girl an Americano. Can I get the Americano <laughs> and meet her down at the chapel? There's okay plenty down there. I would love to meet the Americano <laughs> down at uh, so we're going to start off with getting some news out of the way before we move on to today's episode. Um, as you all know, I have gone back to work. Yay! Yay! But my training schedule has allowed me a little bit more freedom. But starting this coming week, I will be going on to a lesser schedule, which restricts my time. So <laughs> unfortunately... You've that dreaded second shift. Yeah. So... Unfortunately, we're going to be going on hiatus for about a month or two until I can bid for a uh, decent shift that'll <laughs> get me yeah. some more freedom. So, I mean, we could always every now if if you wind up not, we could always every now and then on one of our days off get together and, yeah. and do it. But yeah, when, but as of right now, we're just going to be on a little hiatus, take a break, get some refreshed ideas going, yeah, and. Yeah. We'll be back for a third season probably in August. Maybe Consider sooner. this uh, us ending for the summer. Yes. Just a little bit early. We're going to go break, break. <laughs> break, break, break. Uh, but yeah, so it's all a good thing because, yes, I'm glad to be working again. So, yes. Could you imagine? I mean, I get off of work like an hour after you've started mm -hmm. and then you get off of work like at least two hours after I've gone to bed because <laughs> I work the morning shift. Like that would yeah. never work out. Yep. <clears throat> hey, I'm coming over at 11.15. What? <laughs> <laughs> Lift yourself in and say hi to the dogs. Uh, yeah. But yes. So we love you guys. Hopefully you'll come back and see us again. Yeah. But on to the better things. Tonight's I say, until then, enjoy all the episodes. Yes. Listen to them again if you want. I got to say, we have had over 700 listens now to everything combined, which is fucking mm -hmm. amazing. Yes. Um, which this just really started off as a way to get through the pandemic. And uh, so we love all you guys. And we're super excited and honored that, you know, you, you spent your time with us. <laughs> um, so enjoy what you haven't caught up on yet um get ready for a next season hopefully uh yes, because once fall starts i am really excited because now that we have this and halloween horror nights is coming back this year i want to do episodes on how horror nights is because it's the best yeah i mean even if we didn't come back for a full season we'd be uh, back for halloween yes please <laughs> please but, um, but definitely the 50th celebration coming up too so. yes and we'll talk some of that as well mm -hmm. um but definitely enjoy what's out there um don't be afraid to uh, tell your friends about it if they want to enjoy it as well it's for everyone to get through their days you yes. know <laughs> have a little fun yep and so if you couldn't tell from the beginning of the podcast here our introduction today we are going to be going in to and to talk about lady gaga's wonderful album born this way which last week celebrated its 10th anniversary. Yes. I'm like, dear God, it's been 10 years. It's Where the has little, the time gone? It's the little monster manifesto. Yes, it really is. There it is. And Lady Gaga has received the key to West Hollywood, or as we like to call it, WeHo. 
and they dedicated a street painting that says born this way with the uh lgbtqia plus colors all on it yes included um black lives matter trans lives matter it was really very nicely done yeah and they uh i've got to look to see but one of the days last week it is now born this way day oh that's cool mm -hmm. i know that mm-hmm yeah, when I saw it was 10th anniversary, I was like, holy crap, is it really? I mean, this album has been such a big part of our lives, and I know of a lot of other people's lives as well. Um, it it struck such a chord with most of us. Um, and, you know, looking back on it, I'm not surprised. We're all in kind of the same age demographic as Gaga. We all mm -hmm. grew up with the same things, um, with the same pop culture, dealing with a lot of the same issues. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not surprising that this album spoke so much to us, just like, you know, now Chromatica kind of does too. Yeah, because, exactly. You know, you look at this and it was like, this meant so much to us at that time in our lives because of the age that we were and the things that we were experiencing. Mm -hmm. um, and now as she has gone on and done other things, there are other albums that kind of wind up doing the same thing because it's hitting at like the right time in our lives, just like it is with her. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Yeah. This will always be one of my favorite albums. Chromatica is pretty much tied with this. Yeah. <laughs> this is just such a, and not to mention, yeah. like, and not to mention how she announced it going on the uh, M MTV VMAs with Cher. In her meat oh, dress. Oh, in the meat dress. And she was like, here, hold my purse. <laughs> Who tells Cher, here, hold my purse? And hold my meat purse. Hold my meat purse. <laughs> I, that's right. I remember that. I remember that going at that, and my mouth just dropped and went, did she really just do that to Cher? And it wasn't like a like a a diss or anything. She was just literally so excited. Yeah. She just went, here, hold this. <laughs> that was so funny. But yeah, oh my gosh, 10 years. 10 years so. and this was i mean this was like the true beginning of her height i mean this mm -hmm. is yeah this was fame and fame monster were great but this just took it to another level i this mean this is when she became a superstar really yeah i mean coming out with the regular album and then the special edition with the remixes there there were three versions mm -hmm. there was a regular version that had just the regular, what was it? Uh, I wrote them down. Like 12, um, 14 songs. Yeah. There, it was 50, uh, 14 songs. Then there was a special edition that included the three extra songs. Then there was like a special, special edition that was all of those songs plus the remix. Yep. Like it was insane. And that was... That, then there was, remember there was the USB that included the, the Gaga webisodes mm -hmm. on it. And oh, of course... We cannot forget of how we listened to it first. Farmville, of I all places. I literally have that right here. <laughs> Farm, I don't know if any of you guys remember Farmville, but it was early on in the whole like gaming on your phone mm -hmm. kind of thing where it was free and then there's microtransactions and shit. And literally, if you signed up and played through the promotion... Each week Each you get a week new you song. got a free song to listen to early. You couldn't keep it, but you could go on there and listen to it <laughs> anytime. And we literally played just so we could hear these songs first. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. This, this was also when so 
she we'd already pre-ordered all of our stuff mm -hmm. this is we're still you know we're not really streaming just yet cds baby we're still <laughs> listening to cds we've already pre-ordered our special edition cds with the extra remixes and shit like that and we find out that because the i knew mine wasn't coming the next day it was going to take a little bit to get there mm -hmm. but we find out that at midnight you could buy the entire album digitally from amazon for 99 for cents. 99 cents mm -hmm. so guess what yeah. we download <laughs> i and, bought that thing then and then i bought <laughs> and then of course then the next day oh here here's another copy for free yeah that was a little <laughs> oh you know why because if you bought the other album from amazon mm -hmm. you got the digital version yep. for free yeah <laughs> and none of us knew that that was going to happen uh, but i remember because this is when Shantae and I were living in Independence, and mm -hmm. I remember being up in my room at midnight, just eagerly waiting to hit that button and listen mm -hmm. to it. I don't care. I didn't care what time I was going into work tomorrow. <laughs> I was going to download and listen to that entire CD before I went to bed. Yep. But um, yeah, so we're gonna go ahead and start off with uh, the first one on this uh, CD. Wait, wait, wait. Yep, let no, me do. Yep. Let me do some facts. I did okay. write down a few facts. Have a couple effects about like the album and then like as we go to each song i wrote down like one or two things okay all right so born this way was released on may 23rd 2011. Mm -hmm. it debuted in the top five of every major music chart worldwide it sold over 1 million copies in its first week Four hundred and forty thousand were sold in just the first two days in amazon's digital sales it was the highest first week sales album that they'd had in five years. Um, the album was the third best selling album of 2011 globally. That's mm -hmm. pretty huge. Currently it has more. Now I say this currently as Wikipedia has last been updated, but with the anniversary, these numbers could be more now. Mm -hmm. um, currently it has more than 5.8 billion global streams, 5.2 million physical copies sold and 31 million digital tracks sold. And with the anniversary, she has re-released the new album, the album with the new tracks. Um, so those sales will go up. And mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not going to buy a CD. I have no way to play it. But we're really <laughs> hoping she'll release it on vinyl so I can get that. Um, and then just a, cute, a few things about like Born This Way, the song, so we don't have to do this then. Well, we're um, going to get to Born This Way, Yes, song. we will. But uh, then we can just talk about the song. But the single was actually the fastest selling single in iTunes history at that time. I do not know if it still holds that. Um, with more than 1 million sold in five days. Um, and it was number one in 23 countries. Uh -huh. It broke the overall Airplay debut record uh, with a first week audience of 78.5 million. Because they played it every, every hour. I'm curious what you and I was because they, <laughs> because she made so many versions of you yeah. and I, everyone was playing that damn song. Anyway, um, the record was previously held by Janet Jackson's All For You, which had played 70 million in 2001. So she broke Janet's record. Wow. Um, and then the other things I can say later, but, uh, so yeah, so some, some pretty decent facts. Yeah. All right. You ready? Yep. So, uh, first on our list is going to be the one, the only Mary the night, which I love this song. <laughs> I'm going to say something 
Oh, you're playing that. I thought you were going to play it in the background. <laughs> I had this as my ringtone for I don't know how long. <laughs> So do you want to talk the songs and then the videos or everything together? No, everything, everything okay. together. I just want to make sure. <laughs> um, so some facts about this song is it is her New York song. It's um, it's a song that she wrote about, you know, I think it's around the time that she had just moved out to California or she was spending a lot of time in California. So she was missing New York a lot. And um, so this was like, this was like her song to New York and about how much she loved New York and she just wanted to go back to New York and make music. Um, it's also a song about committing to her music. Mm -hmm. That was all I really found on that one. Yeah. I didn't want to take too many things, but. Um, yeah. But it's, it's such a good song. That beat is. is just amazing. And just the. Oh my the, God, the, the outfit in the video. Yeah. It's like. The video weird. is oh, amazing. Um, there's two edits of this video. There's the regular song edit. And then there's the. 12 minute. Then, uh, then there's the version. art project that we always get from her, like we used to from Michael Jackson, love it. which is amazing. Yeah, where she's in a hospital and getting wheeled down. Uh, One of the nurses is from Glee. Really? Yes. It's uh, Chen. Uh, oh, did I don't not know that. the full name. But, but I read that and I was like, huh. Yeah, but she's like describing what's going on. Like, there's like they're wearing mint because it'll be popular this season. I do like that. One of the she's like, and the nurse on the right, she's got a really nice ass. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> it's like, wait for it. Bam. And then it goes into this whole thing about her being a dancer and wanting to be an, a star. She goes through like this mental break. Mm -hmm. And then uh she's like dancing on a car with fire everywhere. It's so good. You I mean, you can see that it was like her love song, New York, mm -hmm. through and through. I did notice this time when we were watching the video, because we did watch all the videos yesterday for fun, um, which I'm really happy we did, because mm -hmm. I haven't seen those in a while. Yeah, I know. Um, but did you notice that there were several times throughout that entire movie that referenced her taking off her mask? She was, she was always taking off some of the glasses, taking off one of the masks. Mm -hmm. And I realized that it's during this time that she pretty much just stops hiding behind the glasses. Yeah. She still comes out every now and then with something, but she really doesn't use it anymore. And I was like, oh, Because she's okay. finally able to show who she is. You yeah. are, you're officially saying goodbye to that, aren't you? And mm -hmm. I, that was something I never noticed before that this time I, it was very pronounced. And I just don't, I think because you're so busy watching everything that's going on, sometimes you just don't see it right away. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. All right. I do like I like that she opens with this though because mm -hmm. you know how like some of the later albums she'll mm -hmm. open with a song that's so different than what the rest of the album really sounds like. Mm -hmm. But when you hear Mary the Night, you truly hear the album sound and yeah. tone and attitude. Yeah. And that's another thing that is that this thing. album flows very, very yes. well. I mean, she does different styles throughout the whole thing. But there is a sound to all of it, a backbone that marries mm -hmm. all of it together. And <laughs> very well. Well, I didn't, yeah. <laughs> intended, not intended. <laughs> Unintended, but sorry, not sorry. <laughs> all right. And then, of course, we come to I the very name. first single. <laughs> the, the namesake of the album, Born This Way. Mm -hmm. I remember when we, when this came out, 
we went and bought the <laughs> single from Best Buy. I did. I did. I wanted it just because it had her. I loved her as the bony demon out, mm-hmm. um, look. It yeah. just it was very, very cool. And looking. then they and then they had her as the motorcycle on it too. Yes, that one too. Yes. <laughs> There are so many versions of this all on their own. I mean, no one, out of all the songs on here, this is like the song that people who don't even like Gaga know this song. Like, this is Mm -hmm. the song, like, even my parents know. This is everyone's anthem. Mm-hmm. Um, it was written in 10 minutes. Damn. 10 minutes. And she said that this was literally the gateway to the conception of the entire album. It was the first one she wrote. Mm-hmm. And once she wrote it, she was like, oh, crap. Oh, holy shit. Here we go. <laughs> um, well, so- it's, it, does, it uh, kind of rings true with the music video because she's actually giving birth in the music video. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised <laughs> with all that. I do, I do like this. I saw a lot when I was looking at different things just to find facts and all that. A lot of not only did she say this, but a lot of the critics and all when they were talking about this, because the 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 album was actually musically critically pretty accepted. Mm-hmm. You know, it it got it got more approvals and disapprovals. Let's just say that. Right. Um, and uh pretty much everyone agreed or said this in some form or fashion just like she has which is basically she wanted this album and especially this song to just smack you in the head she (laughs) wanted it to be one of the ones that attacked you she's like i need to write an anthem i wanted it to write an anthem for me and my fans and she said and i didn't want to hide it behind poetic wizardry and metaphor and i'm using air quotes (laughs) because those are her exact words um and the entire album's kind of like that in some way mm-hmm. or form. Like, yes, yeah, some some of the songs um, are more of poetic illusions, mm-hmm. but they still smack you in the head. They're still very honest and frank about what mm-hmm. they're really talking about. They're not. Yeah. They're not trying to hide it. Yeah, because um, this, you know, you don't really need an interpretation for this. It's pretty much no. explaining. No, you know, every, this is at a time when gay rights are all over the place and in debate and. Oh God! Yeah, yeah and you know they're saying, "Oh, you're not born like that. You're it's you choose this." And she's basically saying, "No, we're born this way. No matter what you are, gay, straight, bi, trans." Yeah. Yes, yeah. This this album was very. Not only was it her talking about her growing up and you know the things that she had to get through and the damages that were done to. To her, or the damages that she had to get through, basically, to get to where she was, which is things that we all wound up going through. Mm-hmm. But it was an album that she spoke out against immigration laws, against homophobic laws. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a political piece and a social piece as much as it was a celebration and a demon exercising yeah, experience, right? <laughs> you know? Um, and, and you see that in Born This Way as one of them. I mean, this song, like when you when you go look at the song from that's played, it's played in areas that uh, don't, are like way worse than, than the US was even at that time mm-hmm. um, with homophobia. And they're still playing the song. They're just, they're censoring it though. Mm-hmm. And so obviously it was a song that needed to be done. Um, I enjoyed it because it 
it was just honest. It was yeah. true and it was honest and it was an anthem. And I never felt like she was pandering like some others did. Yeah. And then if you notice, it kind of started off this trend of everyone trying mm-hmm. to do this for like the next like five years. Oh, this is really going off. Okay, let's do this. Pretty yeah. much. Um, I will say the video I found out, she said, was inspired by uh, the expressionist, um, well, the painters Salvador Dali and Francis Bacon. Nope. Not expressionist, but the surrealists. Mm-hmm. Sorry, surrealist painters. So that's where she got the inspiration from for her crazy sci-fi biopic <laughs> right let me give birth to everything good and evil <laughs> man that video oh. reminded like i think i was telling you yesterday chromatica mm-hmm. it almost it kind of mirrors it a little bit in this whole sense of uh there's there are different tribes and mm-hmm. we need to come together and love each other and accept each other like you you see these themes in both of them yeah it's kind of an evolution of born this way definitely that's definitely what i was thinking and then i do have to say and i pointed this out yesterday too that is the in the video that is the skinniest we have ever seen her now she is healthy and gorgeous and no 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 but let's not let's not i mean but it's it's, no she still looked great it's no no no. i mean no judging this is a judgment free zone whatever she was going through then or whatever she was beautiful absolutely but i'm just saying i'm like that is but um i love the fact like in one of the in the part of the video where they all just come together in a huddle i'm like and just Mm -hmm. all together it's and then not to mention my favorite one of the actually one of the favorite tours that we went to the monster ball version two okay uh at the end she added on born this way uh yeah like the finale of the show we were just like the second or third ones that had started right yeah and it was uh she had the big organ with the heads on it and they Mm -hmm. came out in their uh whatever that material is crazy like she did that entire like next the born this way ball and that entire uh scheme of of fabric which is like this weird latex yeah latex crazy that's what shit. I was yeah i don't know how they did it like <laughs> i'd have been hot i'd have been tripping over my ass like and uh and then just the fact you know, when this, this first came out and she uh came out in the egg oh my god do you remember <laughs> when she went to one of the award shows in that fucking egg and they mm-hmm. they That's carried the... her down and she birthed herself yep. out of the fucking egg. Can I just say I miss this Gaga so much. <laughs> I mean I love Gaga now, but artsy Gaga will always yeah. be my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it's the theater uh, artsy kid in me. Yes. I feel her so much. No. I love it. I would never do that, but no. <laughs> All right. And then coming up next we're going uh for the Government owned alien territory. <laughs> it's Government it's... hooker inspired by Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> I I did not know. No, I didn't either. I happened to read that like earlier today. They basically, she went into the room and they were playing the music for it. It was, 
it, the someone was one of the guys that she's working with was there working on some hip hop and he was playing something for her and he sped it up and she went, no, 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 no that. And it's, <laughs> it's whatever they use for government hooker. And she literally just started laying down lyrics like crazy. And then she needed someone to do that part. So she called her security guard to just do that part. And it's what made it in <laughs> oddly enough. I love like when you, I mean, yes, Mary the night sets the tone, right? Mm -hmm. You hit government hooker. And you get to the deepest, darkest, meatiest <laughs> part of the sound of this album, and I love it. Like yeah. I know a lot of people put your hands on me. I know John F. Kennedy. <laughs> uh, I know a lot of people talked about how uh, how European it sounded. Mm -hmm. Well, she wrote a lot of this stuff while she was on her European leg of the tour. Mm. It is not surprising that she evolved her pop to include the European because that's what she was doing. She right, was going yeah. to clubs um, all across Europe. This is a very heavily dark European pop sound influencing it, which I love. I've yeah. always loved. Um, hello. I listened to nothing <laughs> but Euro pop in high school. Good Lord. Although that stuff was like really like aqua poppy. Right. Like, too dark. Yeah. Um, and like when she came out with this, I love, I mean, I was like my little pop heart just went, <laughs> yes, mama. That this this is I was what just I have like, been craving. No one does this. I was like, now what the heck is this? But, but I'm like, oh, I love it. <laughs> I the, want more. Oh, it's it's like it's like you just listened to, to something like grungy, right? Really grungy, and then went, I'm gonna dazzle the heck out of some <laughs> grunge, and then I'm gonna release it, and I'm like, yes, and yes, <laughs> and just the the part that. She, I gotta tell you, I mean, she sings the hell out of anything she does. But when you listen to this album, she really stressed the limits and went beyond of what she mm -hmm. normally does. Like, I really think that doing this truly grew her. Yeah. I don't think we would have gotten some of the other stuff that we got had she not pushed herself oh, to Oh, definitely for this. not. No, no, no. <laughs> I love, do you remember when she did this for Bill Clinton's birthday party? Oh, my, oh god. my god. I thought, I was like, I wanted to crawl into a hole and die. And I was like, you are not singing this song to Bill and Hillary Clinton on his birthday. Are you fucking for real now? Nope, she had the balls mm, to do it. Well. <laughs> she up, but, but also, um, this one and one of the other ones I have it written down, I think it was Shiza. Remember, played for um, Mugler? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. When they for his uh, gig, mm -hmm. it was uh, yeah, Shiza. Yeah. yeah, I was like, because I remember watching that, and I mean, she was a bit of a brat in it, but she also, I think, walked for him too. <laughs> yes, but yeah, yeah, because she did this whole video for him in the background for the runway, and then she came out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was fun, but I remember. I know when I watch it now, I'm like, you're kind of being bratty, girl. Like, <laughs> I know you're trying to play a part, but you still just you, you got to be a model. Like, you got to be professional, right? But it was fun. It was, I like, I really enjoyed it. But then it. again, Braddy is kind of Mugler's thing, you know, so it's kind of going yeah. in with it. No, well, no, I just meant in, in retrospect of like what the other, mm. what the other um, models were doing. I think it, it was just her being young and inexperienced. Um, and the whole thing doesn't, doesn't run like that. Yeah. But um, I liked it though, because, you know, we kind of gravitate, or at least I know I do, to a lot of musicians who, tend to be like icons like that, you know, like Grace mm -hmm. Jones who straddled both worlds and yeah. all. And so 
when she was doing all that, I was just like, oh, <laughs> you make my heart sing. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, so we're going to, we're actually running into stuff. So we're going to take a quick little break and we'll be right back for with my favorite. Oh, I know. Hey guys, it's Crystal. Spotify makes it easy to never miss a new episode of your favorite podcasts. All you have to do is find the, new, the My Random World page and click the following button. You can also turn on notifications here to alert your phone when a new episode drops. If you can't listen right away, just click the plus sign at the bottom of the episode. It will save the episode to a playlist for you to listen to later. And if you want to brag about us to all your friends, because everyone likes a good brag, click the three dots next to the following button and then click on share. And now back to the show. And we are back. And now we're looking for... You could not recreate that $4 million. Uh, But now we're up to my favorite song of the album and quite possibly my favorite song ever of Gaga's. It's definitely up there. It's one of my all-time favorite videos, too. I think one of the reasons why I love this song so much is because I caught it when it got leaked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So neither of us had heard it. And I'm I'm we're getting ready to go to the born this the um the it monster ball on the day that we were going to the monster ball and I she's getting ready upstairs I'm downstairs playing around and one, oh one wasn't it no it was two was it two yeah one was at the um oh UCF. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 this is right. at Amway but yeah because so I'm sitting there and I'm like oh what new song by Gaga what Crystal <laughs> I'm running up the stairs. And oh, it was awesome! It was so good. And then she put it on a CD for us with some other songs, and we listened to it the entire way there. We have some great pictures from that evening, just getting ready with us and my plus one who was roommating with me at the time. And we were all going. She was not on the floor with us. She does not like to go into the mosh pits. But um, with the three of us are listening to it at top volume and i went ahead and made a remix cd for both us and her to listen to in our cars <laughs> on the way to the show that also included the song and i mean granted we didn't get her singing in and performing it because it, mm-hmm. it had just leaked so obviously no one was uh prepared, prepared yeah. but uh after the the actual finale of of doing born this way and the lights <laughs> come on she uh, revealed the cover album to us. Remember the black with the her hand with the phones and the yeah. picture? Mm-hmm. And um, they played it for us on our way. She's out. like, so I heard you guys found something of mine. She was pissed. <laughs> but she, I remember when She that was happened. joking, though. No, 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 was... for us. But I mean, in general, <laughs> yeah, like she... when you found out later, she was pissed <laughs> yeah. that it got leaked because she still had four days till it released. <laughs> but just the beats of this song... The lyrics, how everything goes, because you know, you know, she, she is a religious person. She's she was, you know, Italian Catholic, you know, and just the references in this, you know, she wants to be the good girl that you know that loves Jesus, but she's always going for that demon Judas, you know. <laughs> 
one of my one of favorite lyrics in this was um i uh love is like a brick you can build a house or sink a dead body i yeah. love that when, lyric when people ask me or like people want to know about like her her songwriting abilities judas is one that i always reference uh-huh. it's a beautiful uh like example of how to like write a song and mm-hmm. you know write write well write um uh, wittily i guess mm-hmm. it's not really a word but <laughs> to be witty in yes. your writing to be smart to be um to play on words uh then to also tell a story and to tell like an emotion or an event or mm-hmm. you know like it's just a beautifully crafted song throughout it's it, it's simple and yet completely fucking complex mm-hmm. it's it's crazy and um i when i was reading about this one i'm like you it, it it was originally kind of like the the simplest explanation is it's about her choosing the wrong guy all the time mm-hmm. it's that that's a theme in yeah. this album for her <laughs> but that that's like the small version of it you know and i liked what this one person said was like because you know, this was her '80s album. This was her homage to this. These were the '80s influences in my life. Mm-hmm. But Judas was in the vein of Billy Jean, where you had a serious song, a serious lesson to learn, but it's dressed up and disguised as a pop song, so you mm-hmm. can dance a way out of it. Mm-hmm. And actually, the way the way that it goes, I now think of it a lot like um, how later on Lord talked about that one song. I don't know the name of it right now that she released. I think it was off her second album. It was like the first single. It's not Royals, huh? No, yeah. no. This is the second album. And she had just broken up with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And this was, she explained it, that it was her breakup song, but it was a joyful dance, dance pop song because it's also a song of celebration, even though it is a breakup and a sad song. Mm-hmm. It's also a song about celebration. And I'm like, that's kind of a perfect way to talk about Judas too. It is a very mm-hmm. dark and serious kind of thing. It's it's always you know knowing that you need to do the right thing, but mm-hmm. you're fucking human. Yep. You err. You you sometimes you just want to be bad too, yep. and you're not a horrible person for it. And um and and just saying you know like I I want to do good, but I know sometimes I'm gonna do bad. Mm-hmm. And um and but then like just dancing it out and using it as a celebration of just humanity. Like Judas is a celebration yeah. of humanity. Yeah. It truly is. And. I just got to say, anything that's associated with this song was amazing. The outfit she wore, the music video, the freaking appearances on like Ellen and these other shows were just amazing. They used to tell, they used to put out whenever she would uh, dance on a show anywhere. Mm -hmm. So like, I remember them showing like her being on some Italian Mm, show or talk show and they did this song like, I miss when they used to do stuff like that. Oh god, yeah. her and, outfits. Oh, the and the Wait. video. Oh my gosh, still my favorite. And it took me a while to realize that the guy playing Judas was Norman Reedus yes. from Walking Dead. Woo, I'm like, this came out in 2011-ish, and they uh, he started in 2010 in, on Walking Dead. Yeah, I don't remember and, if he was there from the beginning or if he came. Because no, I don't he think he was in there at the beginning. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't think he was mainstream until the second season. But he did come in yeah. the first one. But after of after a while, it took me like a couple years to realize. Looking back, and I'm like, 
Yeah. Wait. Holy crap! I had not. I mean, I don't because I didn't start watching Walking Dead right away. Mm-hmm. I caught it later on and then caught up. So I'm pretty sure I did not know who Norman was when I saw the video. Yeah. And I don't think I recognized him when we watched Walking Dead because then we started watching the video last night. And I, before he even came on, I went, wait, wait, isn't this the one with Daryl in it? And I was like, yeah. oh, shit, that's and right. the dance is infectious. I I don't care if I'm driving or that. I know I, I'm, like, I'm doing it just mm-hmm. <laughs> wherever I am. Shantae and I have a thing from back then where we would wait, you know, stay up or whatever to wait and, and, and see the newest video when it premiered. Mm-hmm. And then we would watch the videos until we had the dance moves mm-hmm. down. So when we were in the car, we could do the dance moves. <laughs> Ju- I mean, thinking about Judas. Yes. That was one of the things that we learned too, was the hand. I mean, bad romance, <laughs> Judas telephone. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I mean, for a time, a period of time, I don't think I could do it now. <coughs> I knew those dance moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, coming up with her brand new re-release of this album, mm-hmm. and having some LGBTQIA uh, allies and that on the tracks, reimagining some of them, we have one of our favorites mm-hmm. from New Orleans, the Queen of Bounce herself, Ms. Big Frida. Girl. Doing Judas. Let me before we play. We're only gonna play a little bit because we don't want to like take away from her. But um, listening to this version that she did, I <laughs> I just love the whole experience of watching her grow from the first time we started listening to Big Frida to now. Mm-hmm. Every time that she collaborates, every time she does a new thing on her own. She is constantly pushing herself to push bounce mm-hmm. into the modern stage. And I love it. And like when I was listening to Judas, I went, if this can't muck fucking make you go mainstream, <laughs> I don't know what can because it's not just bounce music. Like mm-hmm. she, you hear the beginning, and I'm like, oh, you done fucking brought the Crescent City <laughs> to Judas. Like yeah. and the I was horns, everything. I was reading that she said that uh when Born This Way came out. This was her favorite song, and she always wanted to do it. So when Gaga asked her, she was all about it. I don't blame her. <laughs> if I if I was her, it would have been either Judas, uh, Americano, or Electric Chapel, or Highway Unicorn. Those would have been one of the four that I'd have been like, can I do that one? <laughs> so here's a little bit of Miss Frida. Uh, I love that they go Judas Frida. Oh, <laughs> uh, so good! I cannot wait to hear who else is going to be on this album. Oh I'm telling you, amazing! It is. It oh. <laughs> I love, you know, okay, so I want to remember to say this, but we were watching the video, right? Uh-huh. And it's one of my favorite videos. It's beautiful. It's got such imagery. 
it, the colors, the, the fucking makeup on mm-hmm. Um, We were making fun of it earlier because we were talking about that damn lipstick gun. And when it came out, you're like, the fuck, you're going to shoot him with lipstick? And that damn thing looked like it was going to break on him. Mm -hmm. Um, But the end, I I was struck by this at the end when she's in the water and they go to Stoner, right? Mm -hmm. And when she's in that paper dress. mm -hmm. And, you know, it's talking about the good and the bad and how... You know, we are humans, we have good and we have bad and we make mistakes and things like that. And I was struck by that image that these same people who are supposedly following Jesus and her and following his way. And and by the way, we are not, uh, I'm not, I'm agnostic. I, we are not mm-hmm. religious people where I'm talking strictly mm-hmm. with the video and, mm-hmm. and her, her beliefs. That's it. Um, But these same people who are supposed to be following him and following his teachings and his ways, which includes forgiving others, understanding that people are supposed to grow, they're supposed to make mistakes to err as human, right? Mm -hmm. And yet she makes one mistake. She makes it a couple Mm -hmm. times, but she makes one mistake and these very same people turn on her and kill her. And it, it just, it struck me as to how poignant it is even now, even more so now, 10 years later with everything that's going on. Yeah. Um, and this goes, and I, this is not consequences for doing, for being a horrible, evil person. Mm-hmm. This is the true nature of cancel culture that we have to uh, watch out for. It's that, lo- you know, we're losing the context of things. Mm-hmm. We are making people pay for stuff that they've already paid for years ago. We are not allowing people to change, grow, and grow and change yeah. and to say, yes, I was wrong. And mm-hmm. here, here's how I'm proving that I'm wrong. We just, we just, we just want to kill them. Mm-hmm. We're just going to say, sorry, you can't be alive anymore. You can't have a job anymore. You can't have friends yeah. anymore. You can't have a life anymore. And we have to kind of stop doing it. We, I mean, we really yeah. got to stop doing that. And, you know, and that's something that she's had to deal with being in the, in Hollywood, which all of them do. Yep. Celebrities more than anything before oh, no even now kidding. is they do one wrong thing and oh my god we're gonna we're gonna make sure that you never work in this town again. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Oh, you. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> next uh, next one coming up, oh, Americano. Know, that, that was my soapbox, but <laughs> I, I mean we saw it and yeah. it truly oh, yeah, struck definitely. me. I went holy crap! How <laughs> relevant is this even more today than it was yeah. ten years ago? I mean shit. Yep, and that goes into the next song too, Americano. You know, she's talking about the immigration. Yeah, <laughs> immigration. Exactly. This was her anthem about immigration rights and gay rights. Yep. So, really quick before you play this, because I want to say this, she has said that this was inspired by this was like her Edith Piloff inspiration. Fell in love, but not. 
Now, do you remember what <laughs> movie they had this in? No. This <laughs> in Puss in Boots. Did they really? I don't think I've ever Where seen that movie. Puss in, Puss in Boots and that gr- the girl cat, I don't remember her name, when they started to do, do the dueling dancing together. That's funny. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I've never seen that movie. It's cute. I, You know, I mean, they say, you know, like it was inspired by Edith Pilaf. I can kind of hear that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's Edith Pilaf didn't do like dark techno dance (laughs) but i mean when you're when you're hearing that that opening stuff like i could like i could see her Mm -hmm. standing there with the one lone um you know and everything dark and the one lone um spotlight on her going i'm gonna tell you a story (laughs) about you know like they like this is not a happy ending song yeah this is it, it is telling you a story and and, it, and she's going to sing it out to you <laughs> we're not going to croon it we're not going to you know and and i truly like i'm like okay i get it i get it and then she goes into being like yeah. her gaga self but yeah. and once again infectious beats of this again too oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> um oh this is what i found out about this so one of the um the people that she worked with on this album one of few songs was uh, a guy called Carabay and or Garibay Garibay and um, he is a um, he is Mexican mm-hmm. and he'd been working in the music industry and he he had always said that he was used to being told like they wanted his beats but they kept telling him to tone it down tone it down because Mexican music is too cheesy. Oh, they didn't want, you know. And he said what he remembered the most was when Gaga talked to him about this. She's, he went, okay, well, how you want to go with this? And she goes, oh, no. I want you to go full out. This is a mariachi-inspired techno beat. Be as Mexican as you want to be. I want to do it. And nice. he, I mean, and it's, oh, my God, I love this song. <laughs> this song is just amazing. And it's got the beats and, oh, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't hear this and not want to like dance. Yeah. To <sighs> such a horrible. <laughs> right. uh, I do love that song though. Yeah. That was the only thing I really had on that though. Yeah. And then uh, the next song is uh, your sister's favorite. It is. And is I've actually, I've actually really enjoyed listening to this song. Uh, it's a good song. Because over the, uh, over the course of the pandemic where I've actually got yeah. to experiment and find myself through the Your different hair. hair colors. Uh, I'm like, I, I feel this music now. <laughs> and we, of course, are talking about hair. It off. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love the song. It's it starts out slow, but then it gets that beat mm-hmm. going, and I, I consider this one uh, like a very empowerment song to it's me. Spo- yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be. It's yeah. it's her her song about just your identity. It's her identity anthem song. It's you know it's about hair because that's what she was identifying through at the time. But mm-hmm. you know we all do that. We all express ourselves and our identity through something whether it's our hair our shoes our fashion 
um, you know, stickers or patches on our bags, mm -hmm. the types of, you know, accessories that we wear, um, or the music if we listen the to. music we listen to, yeah. but at least stuff on the out, you know, yeah. or if it's, you know, sports yeah. teams yeah, or whatever. It's a way to bring what's out. Yeah. Out. It's like, it's about just being yourself. Like me, I found my blue hair color and I love it. I yeah. miss it so much. If I ever find a place where I can, uh, work and have my hair that color, it will be that color. Mm-hmm. Now the fun, the eighties inspiration for this was um, she was inspired by the song "We Belong" by Pat Benatar. And if you go and listen to that mm. song, you hear a lot of the same. Um, it's not, it's not like a like a lyrical thing or anything, but basically the song is slow and it swells and it's slow and it swells. And I think that's mm -hmm. what she was trying to, to to do her own version of that, which I thought she did well. Um, but yeah, so. Clarence Clemens, who is the saxophonist for the um, E Street Band mm -hmm. for Bruce Springsteen, who, who also is, did Edge of Glory. Yes, so he actually plays on this. He plays on, I think they said three songs, and this is one of them. Mm -hmm. um, found out later on as I was reading that Springsteen and the E Street Band were a big influence on her growing up. Apparently, they played his stuff all the time in her home growing up, and I was like, well, that kind of makes sense now. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, uh, speaking of hair, though, like. <laughs> She's always been known for like her hair and the different, you know, the sunglasses mm -hmm. and all. This era, oh god, so yeah. many wigs. Like, do the... you do you remember when they auctioned off bits of her wigs when it was all done? It was because she sell she sold a box set at the end of all this. Oh, wow! I wish I could have gotten it, but it was way I could not afford I, like three hundred dollars. But I love the the uh, urine blonde, the yellow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the mint green. Oh, those were fabulous. I actually love when she used to do the lavender mm. when she was Candy Warhol. But so the back set was like the entire album. It was photos. It was all kinds of stuff. And then you got a snippet from one of her wigs. <laughs> there was a limit. Nice. Now, you try to go find one of these things now, and you're going to spend like five grand. <laughs> Probably. But even then, like those things sold for like, I think like somewhere between two and four and five hundred dollars, depending on what you got. Mm hmm Oh, oh girl! I, too big. I mean, now I could probably afford the lower package, but right. Ooh, I wish, I wish. But my <laughs> one of my favorite wigs, and I don't know why, because it's very unkept, was the pyramid triangular one that's like on there. It does. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I loved it. It was a statement. I did love her blue hair throughout this mm, area, though. Yeah. But yeah, this this was the time of the wigs. I mean, <laughs> we were like wigs times 77 in yes. this album. Like, it was insane. Mm -hmm. All right. And next one coming up is our second uh, bilingual <laughs> track. I could never, I could not figure out how the hell to say this because looking at it, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like Shiba. 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 Shibu Huba? Didn't you say it was Shiza? Shiza. Shiza, yeah. Oh, yeah, try writing that. Right. Can you say it's not, it looks like a B and it's not a B. It just makes you want to walk down a runway. It should. They used it for the gig. 
Which basically, Shiza in German is shit. shit. Yes. <laughs> this was definitely, this was her female empowerment song. This was mm -hmm. her feminist song. And she said she actually wrote it after a night out in the club in Berlin. And I'm like, <laughs> well. no fucking reason. Like, <laughs> no way. Right? Um, okay, we get that. Kill surprise. Like, hello! Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> what's her face let's say and uh empire records <laughs> um and this was actually she has uh, she actually came out and said that this was supposed to be one of the singles mm -hmm. and her record label said no Ooh. and i think that was probably one of the dumbest yeah, things her, her label ever did because this would have made a lot of money mm -hmm. but i love it like when i hear this and we're you know we're listening to bits and pieces it's these smaller songs like this that tie that sound in together. You know how like Chromatica had the trant, the the small interludes mm -hmm. that keep everything intact. That's what some of these were doing because you know some of these songs aren't even aren't even very long. Yeah, some of them are longer than others, um, but they played that part of not only being a great song but of just keeping that backbone in there of of the sound that goes and yeah, flows definitely. with the whole thing, which is pretty cool. But yeah, I this is. This is definitely that song that when you're you're you just need that moment of I need a little bit of me power or like you're pissed off. I exactly I I screw this fucking bullshit and you like blare this and yeah. Wasn't the wasn't one of the lyrics on here? It's like uh, objectified by men when what they say is right and like the shit is mine. I said it. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> This is it, you know. I stop your damn look. shit! Oh shit! What the mama looking at? I'm looking at stuff. <laughs> I was on the wrong one. Uh -oh. Oh, no. oh no! Oh no! Oh here you go. Oh, look. uh, wait, wait, where were you? I, look, look. It even says it in in German. I could not read that. Yeah, no. Uh, it should be the first lyrics there. I'll take you out tonight. Yeah, so whatever you like. First, no. Uh, on and on a mission, rebuke my condition. I'm a strong female. Put on a show? No. That's the first verse right there. It's not the first verse. I thought it was. Same as second verse, same as the first. Oh, love is objectified by what men say is right. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was trying Shit to say. Shit be mine, bullshit be mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, well, she says it right after that. Express your womankind, fight for your right. Like, that's what she was saying. It's it, it's a feminist empowerment song. I'm sorry. <laughs> I stuck in my head after I said that one thing. Um, but it's definitely, God, I wish we had gotten this as a single. Do you remember she was said that she was going to release like nine of these things? Mm -hmm. And she kind of could have. Yeah. If the label would have just Fucking done it, label. They, they actually probably could have. Yeah. Do we have? Okay, so next up is going to be Bloody Mary. 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 Who is Mary and why is she bloody? <laughs> You're supposed to go in the bathroom with the door. Yeah, the door right. Just art for Michelangelo to carve a can. The white Diego of my fury heart. My way on mountaintops in Paris called Rapala Marie. I won't cry to you. I won't crucify the things you do. I won't cry to you. See, I'm your honest. 
It's very gothic. It is. <laughs> I see. I love that about. I mean, you get pop, you get techno, you get dark yeah. glam rock, you get yeah, goth, <laughs> you get Europe. Oh, I love it all. <laughs> this one is actually about Mary Magdalene. Mm -hmm. It just oddly. I mean, I know she was going for a like religious themes without it throughout it just as a um it, because it makes a very good picture mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it makes a very striking picture but this one actually just happens to be about mary <laughs> so i was i was telling you earlier um a fact that i found out about this and i don't know if she still owns it but she had a vintage red rolls voice that she named bloody mary nice i don't know if she still owns it that would be really cool um, but uh, she has said that this is about living halfway between reality and fantasy, which is, I don't know, mm. I think we all live that way. Yeah, right. To be honest. <laughs> this is a fun one. I don't have too much to say about it. It's just yeah. fun. I love just listening to it. It's, it's a yeah, beautiful this, sound It's a really it. good sound, but it, it's not one of those upbeat, get you dancing songs. I'm okay with yeah. that. I just, this is more of the chill. I think for me, the the lyrics don't really, like I don't listen to it for lyrics or anything. I really yeah. listen to it because it's got a beautiful sound. Mm -hmm. I love that sound. It's yeah. haunting. These next couple songs, you know, they're not exactly my favorites, but they're definitely good songs. I have come around on the next one. I used yeah. to not like the next one. I, I was just bored I, with it, but I really enjoy it now. I, uh, I, there was one part of this, and then I'll say it in a minute, but I love one of these parts. So are we good with bloody? Are we done getting bloody? <laughs> Stop. Stop. Weird visions We're not that. bloody anymore. Stop it! Go. So, Listen, Mary. So we've had Judas... We've had uh, Bloody Mary, and now we've got Black Jesus, I'm in fashion. Oh, you're going to do those in between? Okay. Yeah. I thought we were going to do those after. Oh, no. So that was not the one I was talking about. I oh, always oh, loved this one. I okay. thought you were talking about Bad Kids. Oh, no, that's next. I thought we were going to do the extras later. No. We're good. I retract. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I've always loved it. I mean, this is a very struck down I, kind of a song. The, I love the part when she's like, Black Jesus, Black Jesus, Jesus is the new black. Ow! <laughs> I, I've got to listen to it for that part. So this song she said was basically about being about moving out of course she says when she was 19 and, and, and that's when it was but just and and i think we all kind of went through this those of us who moved out of our parents house and out of their shadows and into a new world not just around the same things mm -hmm. and which is about being introduced to new ways of thinking just and i i really kind of feel that especially because like you know we came from new orleans mm -hmm. I, uh, you were not raised Catholic, but mm -hmm. I know I was. Like we, my family is that stereotypical. I, I went Mormon, Christian, and then back and forth to Catholic because my aunt and uncle and them were are Catholic, so we'd mm -hmm. go with them. And then my grandmother was a uh, Southern Baptist, so we'd be go to the Baptist church. So I've been a little everywhere here. You can't. Oh, in the south. Do that. If, like I remember, I had friends who were Southern Baptists, and if I went to church with them, 
no one could know I was Catholic because they hate <laughs> Catholics. Like, it's crazy. I never under knew that or understood that till I met them. And I was like, why the fuck would you hate Catholics? Yeah, like, it's, it's it, weird. It was, it was funny because my, my father was Mormon. And then once the divorce, we were excommunicated from that. And then we went that really, Christian. That really happens? Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> they're just like, like you, you can't know, come here no yeah, more. That's high. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, then we went Christian. And then uh, my, like I said, I, when I stayed with my grandmother, we'd walk up the street to the uh, Baptist church. And then every once, every couple of weeks, we'd go with my aunt and uncle to the Catholic church. So, well, I mean, you are I got the semi well rounded. You got at least the uh, westernized religions <laughs> down. Uh, no, but you know that that whole thing about and and she's talked about that. Like you, you basically you grow up in a bubble mm -hmm. a lot of times. If you are at least middle class, you're not you're not you're not poor. You're not working mm -hmm. poor. Where yeah. you are, you know, in the middle of different cultures, but you're kind of sheltered your entire life is just what your parents put in front of you. And they're trying to, I hate to say it, but they're trying to brainwash you with it because mm -hmm. they want you to look and act just like them. And then if you are off, if it, if it works out, I want to say if you were awesome enough, but I don't want to be mean, <laughs> but if it works out that you wind up moving on mm -hmm. and getting out of your little bubble, yeah. which is, I always strongly, um, advise anyone to do that if yeah. you really want to start understanding someone from the other side of the fence get out of your bubble and immerse yourself you know oh, oh she's walking around anyway um and and that's kind of like what this is it's like she moved away she got out of that sheltered bubble and she came face first with other people, other ways of life, other mm -hmm. cultures, other way of thinking about stuff. And I know exactly what that feels like. I know you know what that feels like. And Definitely. I think a lot of us, especially those who gravitate towards artists like Gaga and all, is we know what that's like. And we know what it's like to have had our uh, minds expanded. And you sit there and you think, oh, shit, I might have had this wrong the whole time. I want to know more. And I, I kind of liken this song to that celebration of, Fucking open up your mind. Fucking mm -hmm. like go, you know, have have that experience, you know, even if it means, you know, crawling through the mud and the, you know, the bogs and, 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 and the shit that you realize that maybe you have done in life. And the song just, it, it's like a, it just creates, I don't know, it just creates this mental image and uh, that like, you know watching legendary or something mm -hmm. um does for me and it's it's just i don't know i don't know i don't <laughs> i don't know how to explain it more than that yeah, but it's just that feeling it's it's yeah. an anthem and a feeling and a um yeah like that <laughs> i i love it like i have always loved it um it feels just as fresh today as it did back then yeah um so that's one of my favorites all right and moving now to one of the least listen to on here what you were gonna say yeah that was the one i kind of meant <laughs> so bad kids Janet, 
you know, it's not a bad song. It's I love it a lot more now than yeah, I did back then. Yeah, it's it's kind of a rebellion song. You know, it's like get out there. Who cares if you're bad? Who cares if you're a nerd? You know, who cares if you're a twit? I love when she said twit. Uh, this one, uh, I found out that she said it was actually inspired by the stories of her monsters that she heard while she was on tour. Mm -hmm. Um, so the song, she's not actually singing from her point of view. She's just, she's incorporated all their stories into Mm -hmm. one is basically what it is. And, um, and it is, it's, it's an, I mean, this is her anthem. This is why they say it's the manifesto. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was her anthem to anyone who's ever messed up, who's fallen down, you know, who, you know, everyone has their, their faults stupid shit you did as a kid it does not define you you are still working on you you are still a good person um that is definitely and it's definitely a theme throughout this entire album (laughs) you know um which i i enjoy and i think i think that's why it speaks so much to people is because we all none of us are pretty much in a it's an empowerment be yourself album you know yeah it's definitely a celebrate your individuality exactly and you know don't beat yourself up everyone has moments of shittiness it, it it's 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 called the human condition right but um yeah when you when now i'm listening to it more now and i've you know we've grown a, you know 10 years older now it it has a different feel for me a different sound for me i can appreciate it a lot more i also noticed like with this one you hear her say american a lot american mm-hmm. and i have to wonder if that's just because of how much time she was spending in europe mm-hmm. and i know like one you know after you had met and met and with Matthew and all and, and, and being with his parents um, and, and then just of course working down here um, where you're with Disney and you're mm-hmm. hit so many different cultures. Like once you start hanging out with a lot of people from different um, not just different walks of life within America, but I mean people from different countries, mm-hmm. you wind up like, thinking in those terms like exactly. yeah american yeah. Um, like yeah. it's very odd and I, I don't mean that in like in a derivative way or in a way that like we are better than anyone else but it's very like you you wind up getting hit with a lot of like why do you americans do this and yeah, yeah. Or, why do you do and we're like it's not i don't know this is just how we are like mm-hmm. it's not it's you know and so i don't know i kind of i kind of heard that on a different stuff <laughs> anyway Bad kids. That's about it. <laughs> so it's true. Yeah. So moving on, our next one is "Fashion of His Love," which yes. I actually really enjoy. This song. I never was the kind of girl that's naturally sure when it comes to love. Oh no, I was insecure. I love the beat of this song. That Talk one, about 80s inspired there. I know. This one, I, I do love the song, but I have to be in the right mood to listen to it. Um, this one, of course, is the one that she wrote about Alexander McQueen, mm-hmm. who was a very close friend of hers and who committed suicide uh, around this time. And so she wrote the song. 
And that's kind of all I know about the song. <laughs> I, it's funny because, I mean, it says it's it's written for him and about him, but some of the lyrics, does it, I don't know, they don't make sense to me. But I but I agree. Like, I really like the 80s beat to it. Uh -huh. And um, it's, uh, it's, it's a very innocent and pure sounding song, which yeah, I, I really enjoy. It's very, it, even though it stays within the theme of the album, it's very different. Yeah. The sound. Yeah, it has it's very upbeat, very dancey. I know. You know, <laughs> you don't want eighties inspired. This yeah. is the one that makes me think of Whitney. Yeah. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. And she just she basically, you know, she wants to be wrapped up in his fashion because that's what Not he sure. loved to do. And you know, when he made things for her, you know. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. It was like she was wrapped in his love. She you know? is it's still a, rocking all those shoes, man. Mm -hmm. I don't know how she hasn't broken every fucking bone in her ankles. <laughs> I mean that no is kidding. that dude that that is athleticism. I mm -hmm. know people don't want to think that, but it truly yeah. is. Yeah, back like especially back at the bad romance video, oh those lobster claw shoes. Holy crap! Or the ones with the no heels. <laughs> yeah, they look like just basically like cloves. Yeah, hooves. Don't cloves. know. But speaking of uh, cloven hooves, we got Highway Unicorn. The road to yes! love. I love this, song. <laughs> this is her. Uh, this is the one that she says is her Otis Springsteen and his song Thunder Road. And I went and I'd never listened to Thunder Road and I went and listened to it. I was like, I, I I've care. never heard that. I, you have listened uh, to it sometime. Mm -hmm. it, the, yeah, this this is definitely her love letter to Thunder Road. Okay, let's see. So, just got to say, it's with this especially, it was really cool. We will talk about this toward the end, but we watched the uh, Born This Way ball on YouTube. Mm -hmm. The one we did not get to see, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that later. But uh, she opens with this song, and she comes out on a freaking horse, a puppet. But it's if you're not looking, if you're looking at the right way, it looks real. We had, to, uh, we were like, wait, wait, did she really bring a horse on the stage? And we, we had to wait until we could get down far enough. I'm like, no, no, puppet people, puppet <laughs> people. It was very well done. It's a human leg. <laughs> I love the beginning of that song where it's like. Run, run with the t run, run with the. T mm -hmm. I love that entire part. I, mm. but yeah, yeah this the, one. Um, yeah, the... Nope, not that one. There you go. I always, always you know, when, word, I love her when I when I heard that the first time, I'm like, I thought it was run, run with her Twitter. I'm like, what? No, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't running with her with Twitter. I don't do Twitter. Uh, but, uh, I, okay. So this was a fun fact that I found out about this one. Um, she went to a lot of press appearances with unicorns. They were all presents from her little monsters who sent Aww. them to her after they found out about the song. <laughs> I was like, that's really fun. Um, but basically, so like when you listen to Thunder Road, it's about, he's talking about a girl and he's like, let's just get in the car and go. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of, it, it, it does not sound exactly the same as far as like, Oh my God, it's just the song we got. It's, no, 
but the idea behind of what his song was written about and the fact that when you listen to it, it sounds like you're in a car and you're going, mm -hmm. um, that was what she was trying to do, which I thought she did very, very well. Um, but basically she said that this was, um, her flying down the road with nothing but a dream. And I'm like, yep, that's definitely. exactly what I picture <laughs> when I listen to this song. Like, this is a great song to blare and like speed down the road. You go and on a road we, trip. we've actually done that. Yes, we have. <laughs> road trip. Get out, Gaga. Right. But no, I love, I love, I, I felt like this song like set the tone for what the album was going to look like mm -hmm. physically. I feel like she wrote the song and went, there's your album cover. Here you go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it's it's definitely a good one. The next one is not really a favorite of mine. I what's the next one? Heavy metal lover. Heavy metal lover. I really I could love never song. really get into this song. It's it's all right, but I never never really enjoyed it that much. I absolutely love this song. Yeah, I just the beat's cool, but I just I, I don't I just didn't vibe with it. I don't know how you can't. I mean, hold on, I'm trying to find this one song. Um, like literally, this song is just sex. It's just pure unadulterated sex oozing from every every note every word every like that it's it's sex and it's a celebration of sex and it's mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like that's i i absolutely love this song i thought it was a brilliant song my fact on this one it was the very last song to record for the album oh. oddly enough but I, I i love the 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 grunginess of it i love the the you know i want your whiskey mouth down on my blouse my blonde south mm -hmm. the the wordplay the imagery mm -hmm. the, the uh, she does <laughs> she can uh, she can write a song i mean motherfucker. yeah but there is a song okay so on art pop right mm -hmm. sex dreams yeah. is supposed to be the sex song i feel like Heavy Metal Lover is a better representation of what she was trying to get out on that than Sex Dreams ever was. Yeah, I feel like she was trying to kind of do the same thing, but on Speaking that one... Speaking of other songs I don't care for. That one is really... Yeah, I'm not too crazy about that one. I don't think that one flows as well, even though mm -hmm. I do enjoy that album and I don't hate that song. But it's not one that I enjoy as much. I feel like she did that type of a song much better with Heavy Metal I'll agree Lover. with that. If I had the choice between the two, I'll listen to Heavy Metal Lover. <laughs> oh my God. When when we hit, it's funny because you 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 listen to the the album and it may just be me, but the like I always break this album up into two sections and it always hits at like the bad kids black Jesus era. Mm -hmm. You hit those two songs and then I go, 
now I'm about to get grungy. <laughs> and, and that's totally what it does because you get Highway Unicorn, you get Heavy Metal Lover, you get Electric Chapel. Mm -hmm. Like you just, you get all these, the you get like this very snippet of just very dark, grungy, Euro poppy songs that mm -hmm. um, just take Government Hooker and Shiza yeah. and go and just goes further. And I love that. And then all of a sudden you get pulled back out. With Queen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Give me from Black Jesus down through a electric chapel, and I'm good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but Bye. speaking of, now we go into your favorite, the electric chapel. I love this song. I, I don't know what it is about it. I love this song. It, I didn't care for it at first, but it grew on me. Oh, and God. I like it. I like the imagery. I like the guitar. <laughs> Oh, I know why this one speaks to so much. I'll tell electric chapel into a tattoo i just don't <laughs> know how i just it just that it when you when i think of the song i think of like that part of judas where it, it's it's actually a part of judas with the mm -hmm. bar and all and i think of the set that's on the stage from the born this way ball and i think neon fucking lights mm -hmm. bar dive bar you know but it's it's home. It's like, I don't know. I don't really know how else to explain it. Um, so this is why I wonder if it, it hits. I love it so much. Um, this is her, basically her ode to eighties Prince. And you know, I, love I can Prince. see that. Yeah. yeah. So this is supposed to be her ode to eighties Prince. I love this. I found these two things that, that, um, uh, like critics and all said mm -hmm. something about it. They said that Electric Chapel was Iron Maiden meets pop. <laughs> or that it was the divine diva thump with a Van Halen guitar solo. And there I'm like, go. that's pretty much exactly what this is. This is a love of pop and techno and a love of rock and roll, uh, hair bands, uh, that sort of thing, like kind of like all melded into one. So metal, all that good stuff. Yeah. One thing that drew me back in in this is uh, the rawness of her voice in this. Mm, it's true. Like when she does that, follow me. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, hi. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Where shall we go? <laughs> I will follow you. But yeah, it's, um, I, this, this is another one of those songs that I don't know just spoke to me early on, and I have never stopped loving it. I it is the one song that I've never gotten to hear her do live mm -hmm. that I hate that I never got to. Yeah. Hear. Other than the video, yeah. yeah. I mean, there 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 are other songs I haven't heard her do live just because she's never done them again. But mm -hmm. um, that's the one that if if I, she ever asked like, what is one thing you've never heard me sing live that. <laughs> Hello, right. Electric Chapel. Thank you. Maybe that one, and I'll be like, "Can you like do a medley of 
Highway Unicorn, Heavy Metal Lover, and Electric Chapel. Because mm-hmm. the three of them stylistically go very well together. They all feed into each other. I'm like, just two. Mm-hmm. A good medley, and I'm good. Like, yeah. That's all I want. And then now we go from that in back to the poppy. Yeah, that's, that's my only thing about this album is once you start getting to the end of this, if you got the special extended edition with mm-hmm. the extra songs and all, is once you hit the queen and all, it suddenly it's like boom, it, yeah. you're like in some <laughs> other album. Yeah. Even though they do still kind of go, it it definitely jars you out. Yeah. Now this one I I tend to listen to when I'm feeling down because it does pick me back up. Um, it should. Yeah. So because and mainly too because. Um, she in a couple of her, I think like at the iHeartRadio and a couple other ones, she, she dedicated these this song to some of her fans, the younger ones that actually committed suicide. Because mm-hmm. well, the, yeah. the the it was hold on, I wrote down his name. Sorry, let's get rid of that. Um, she did actually dedicate the song live to Jeremy Rodmeyer, mm-hmm. who yeah, that- was um, he was an activist against homophobia on YouTube and he did wind up committing suicide, mm-hmm. I believe, thanks to bullying. So yeah. that I know for certain that it was dedicated to him at one point. So this is the queen. This song, if you are feeling down, go, you don't believe in yourself, listen to this song. <laughs> like, I, can, I can't count how many times I've played this because I've had a bad day or I feel like I don't know what's going on in my life. Yeah. And there's a lot of her songs that I can, that she's one of those artists where I can just pop on a song and feel better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this one... It's. It, I love the 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 backbeat of it. It's I very, love when it's she very uplifting. when she gets that you know the mm-hmm. faster paced lyrics. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. It, it, I mean, she said that this is about bravery and wanting to be unafraid. Um, apparently, at some point, people thought that she was saying she was a queen, and she had to go mm. out live and no, say that is not who I am. You've missed the point. <laughs> I do not think of myself as a queen. This is my song for you, for my queens, um, mm-hmm. to just to to remember to be brave and unafraid. And I was like, how could anyone have listened to this and thought <laughs> anything else? Uh, yeah. you, missed, you missed the message. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but you're right. Like it is, it, it, I, it is very uplifting. It's very joyous. It's very pick your ass up. You are awesome. Like. And uh, it may not always be what you need to listen to at the moment, but it's always there for you when you fucking need it. Definitely. Yeah, she just has this way on a lot of her songs like this, just to cut right to the chase, you know. It's it's about you, you know. She wasn't doing metaphors. She was going to smack you upside the head with the song. That's what she said. I want to attack you. 
Mm-hmm. Tap me. That's fine. <laughs> I prefer it anyway. Now we're coming up to the end of the album. And one that came out way early. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and we are talking about you and I. This was a fucking, like, moment in time. So this one, um, I remembered she actually played at her ball, uh, monster ball tour. Yeah. We and we were like, she's like, grab the, grab the person's hand that's next to you. I don't care if you know. <laughs> I actually, cause remember this was not the version we heard first. The version that she came out with was a piano. Just version. piano yeah. And I really enjoy that version. When she came mm-hmm. out with this version on here, I just went, Oh, you ruined it. Ah! <laughs> I don't really care for this version. Uh, but oddly, okay, so this is the song that she did with Brian May from Queen. It mm-hmm. actually samples We Will Rock You oh. in the background. And mm-hmm. he played the guitar. For I her did not know it. that. And I was, I mean, you can't you can't have Gaga album without Queen <laughs> at some point. Come on. <laughs> and she uh, she did the music video with her then uh, boyfriend, fiance, whatever. That's, what her name. That's actually when they met. Yeah. Well, yeah, when they I met thought it was uh, funny. Taylor Kinney. She's. Making a video about a song about a man that she had to break up with more than once, who was pretty much an asshole. Mm-hmm. A song that makes her cry when she has to do it, which is one of the reasons why she doesn't like to, to do it live anymore. And then on the set of the fucking video, she meets the man who she's wind up going to have like, like what was it, like a five or seven year relationship with the first man she gets engaged to. And winds up, she's making this video about a breakup with a guy that hurts her heart and makes her emotional when she Mm -hmm. talks about it. Then she meets Taylor. Taylor on the set winds up being a guy that she dates for like five to seven years, gets engaged, and winds up getting her heart broken again. (laughs) Poor thing. I know. Actually, out of all of her relationships, I really thought that that was going to work. The the one that was going to work. And I don't think anything from. I don't think anything bad happened. I think they yeah. just parted ways because of their jobs, ambitions. Yeah, it sucks. But, they were so. But cute it was it's a good. It's a cool music video because she's like, uh, she's a uh, originally a mermaid, and the guy who K- Taylor's playing is like a scientist, and he's trying to make her into a real woman. And then she ends up that with like cyborg part. Yeah, that's just one storyline. <laughs> yeah, like, and then there's her dressed as Joe, her male alter ego. Oh, Joe Calderon. In the middle of a field with a piano. I always wondered, was he just an uh, an alter male alter ego, or was he her she, him her experiment into um, drag? I don't know, something like you that. Know? Yeah. Do you remember when Joe went to like the MTV Awards? Yep. Oh, people were so pissed off. And we were I like, thought it really? was funny. Oh, yeah. I thought it was great. She was having fun. But like, I remember, because I was looking at this and she said, yes, the video, basically in so many words, she said, the video is a hot mess, but it's supposed <laughs> to be because love is a hot mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, like, because like you have, she's like, it does have different storylines and it's supposed to have different storylines and it's not supposed to always make sense <laughs> because love is like, and I was like, oh yeah. I mean, the video was kind of fun to watch. It's weird. 
And then I still don't understand where the fuck are you gonna get a mermaid in the yeah, middle know, of right? fucking Nebraska. <laughs> I where did the mermaid shit come from? That's what I'm Fresh always tilapia. confused about. But and then <laughs> she came in the well. <laughs> she was Cthulhu's daughter. <laughs> right. And then um, she did this nationwide promotion with this, yeah. where each of the different states. Was, she changed Nebraska to like to Louisiana to Florida. It was always so noticeable too yeah. when they did it. Yeah, because this is the one she did for Florida. Like <laughs> cool. Florida guy. Yeah, some of them merged well. Some of them did not. And what was really funny was What was, was the like, one, Michael? Pennsylvania. Uh, what I thought was funny was like she did mostly states, but every now and then she did cities because yeah, New she Orleans did, had yeah, one. Yeah, Orlando Vegas, did one yeah, too. Orlando had one. I think <coughs> Vegas did one. I had never known an artist to do something like this before. Yeah. It was insane. And I've never known anyone to do it again. And I think it was fun and funny, but please don't ever do this again. <laughs> I don't need this ever again. But damn, that song played all the fucking mm -hmm. That remind okay, so that reminded me I had I was driving, I think I was going home to visit and I was driving around different areas. Going home and coming back, I heard the version of this for every state. <laughs> going home to New Orleans and every, I mean, literally. Cool Florida, cool Alabama, cool Mississippi. Pretty much, because everyone was fucking playing it. And I was like, holy shit, I hate this song right now. I hate this song right now. <laughs> everyone thought it was great, you know. And... And me, I'm like, just give the piano version. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and we're coming to the last one on the regular, the regular and special edition, "The Edge of Glory," which is a really good song. I love, I love this. this. Song. Um, I know it's about death, and you know, it's not just about death. There. But you know, I always found it, you know, with it because it's a love with the love story of you know going mm -hmm. up to the edge and going, you know. But I, when I was um, engaged to Matthew and I was thinking about, oh, how would I redo my wedding? You know, this is one of the songs I would have loved to have walked down the aisle to, mm -hmm. like the stripped down version. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's such a good song. <laughs> And when they get into like this, the this part, the solo, uh, yeah, that's Clarence coming. Uh, I get goosebumps. And then, not to mention, she's made a couple appearances on like American Idol, and then on the tour. And it's her and my favorite one of her backup dancers, Mark Kenamora. Mm -hmm. When her and him just do this part themselves, oh. 
it's <laughs> it's a it's a moment it's a feeling <laughs> it well i mean and it I, I mean i know the circumstances of her writing it was from when her grandfather was dying mm-hmm. was dying but it's not a song about death yeah necessarily um i did find out that basically after like she wrote it after she they had gone to see her and her dad had gone to see him for like one of the last times Uh and then they came back and she said she just went up to the piano her dad beside her a bottle of tequila between the both of them and then she just banged out the song Uh and i I, like i'm like are you kidding me (laughs) but it is it's it's supposed she said it was supposed to be about this look between her grandparents and basically saying i won at life Mm-hmm. I can't even talk about it without tearing up. I know, Motherfucker. Right? <laughs> but basically, like, I won at life. Like, we we went through all this shit. But you know what? I had a life with you. We had a family. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I won. And I'm like, that's a song of celebration. Yeah. You know? I like that a lot of these songs are, <laughs> are basically celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, So, you know, I was saying before, Clarence Clemens, um, he's played, he played on Hair and he played on one of the other ones, I think. But this is the one that he is known for being mm-hmm. on. And um, he was the saxophonist for the Bruce Springsteen E Street Band. Um, and he actually passed away just a couple months after this video premiered. So the video came out in May and he passed that summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was this is literally one of the last things that he did. Um, but what I thought was really fun was um, I was reading, basically Gaga came to him and said, this is what the song is about and just told him riff. Mm-hmm. He's, she said, this is, this, these are the lyrics. Here's the song. What this, this is the meaning behind the song. I just want you to do your thing. And they recorded him doing probably hours of, of jamming and coming up with his own version of what this song should sound like. And they took that and made that the song and then the solo. He even said, uh, one of the last clips that he was talking about it said, I had no idea they were going to give him the solo and everything. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and holy the shit, they paid me parts. for this, uh-huh. you know? And I mean, it's, you want talking about an 80s sound, like this is a beautiful 80s mm-hmm. celebration sound. Yeah. This, this, he is as much a part of the sound of this album as the Europop is. Mm-hmm. And the music video for this, where she's dancing oh, on God. the sidewalk and on the fire escape. I love that video. The only thing I don't like about this video is I hate the wig she's wearing. Really? The, the skunk thing in the oh. front with the black. I just don't like how it's styled. She's a Donatella band girl. Um, I love the story that she talked about how basically she went up and she was like, I need an outfit for this. And they were like, well, what's she's like, I need to be a warrior queen. <laughs> and this is what Don Teller came up with. Like, yeah. I thought that was funny. And, you know, I just thought about this too. We talked about this yesterday, going back a song to you and I, um, in the many albums that Gaga's had, this, uh, you and I could have been on Joanne if it wasn't, wasn't written. So yeah. Early when you, because hear... it fits into the whole country. Yeah. When thing. you hear you and I, and I think a little bit when you hear um, the one from the fame, no, from Monster, that's about her dad. Oh, Speechless? Yes. Yeah. You really kind of see that, yeah, she could have done Joanne. Mm-hmm. She's got some roots in there, too. <laughs> Definitely. 
But now, now we're not going to go through all the songs, but if you had gotten the extra special extended edition, you got a second disc that with had the remixes. three remixes. Uh, sorry, not three mixes. Um, it was five remixes. You had a you had the country road version of Born This Way, which <laughs> yeah. I hated. Uh, Ooh, no, no, no. You had the DJ White Shadow remix of Judas. Judas. You had the Zed remix of Mary the Night. Love which that. I remember I was so proud that he got on there because he wasn't as big um, as he is now. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the DJ White Shadow Mugler remix of Shiza <laughs> and the Fernando Garibay remix of Fashion of His Love. Yes. Then, if you all remember, in the midst of all this crap, <laughs> or I should say crap, craziness, there was another remix album that came out and it was the born this way remix album um i remember i bought that album i'm not ashamed i bought that album yeah born this way the remixes yeah uh she did a lot of uh i remember it uh, it was done with a lot of like that because remember todrick used that too Mm -hmm. it's it's that weird goopy stuff that they made like basically fashion out of this weird tar goopy stuff yeah and they had um zed and gold frap foster mm-hmm. the people wild beast the weekend the horrors holy crap I didn't two door cinema <laughs> the two door cinema version of electric chapel is really fun i someone explained it this way and i and i um i kind of agree with it they said that 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 remix is like gaga meets hot chip I'm like, <laughs> yes very much so yeah but uh yesterday we were gonna record but we decided to just have a day and enjoy gaga for her and we watched the born this way ball which we did not get to go to because she had to cancel because the fibromyalgia and she hurt her hip yeah she had to go have the surgery yeah but this uh, before we were supposed to go this tour if she would ever redo a tour please bring this again there's the no set, way she would. I, I, I know she will never redo it If this set does not exist, no one's going to shell out the money to remake yeah. it. That's the problem. She had the pit where she had the um, the runway go in a half moon, and you could actually be in the middle of the mm-hmm. pit, which we had tickets for. We had mosh pit tickets, and we had plans to be there like at 6 o'clock in the morning so we could be <laughs> one of those few that got to be in that inner sanctum area. Uh, I wouldn't do that shit no more. She old, she but... came out on motorcycles. She came out on the horse. She oh, uh, had the big castle that opened the fuck up. She was a turkey giving birth. I know. I I oh, we watched that part. It, it, she's about to do like born this way, and it it there's a zipper where the Punani is, and she comes out, and I'm like, it looks like it's a turkey. What the fuck is this? <laughs> She had the the robotic the you know the robotic head alien head in the in that the diamond face that had her face on there oh. that sang very oddly. Oh, she it was just so good. She danced on the top. It opened up, and there was her closet. It had some of her old costumes oh on it. Oh, it, it was, was just as so dark good. and lavish and gothic and. Opulent, opulent, uh, as the as the album was, and it was it was amazing. I'm still salty about this. I'm like, why could you have come back? 
I know, I know. I To be honest, I don't even have to have the whole experience of it. Just to have her come back around and do the songs <laughs> that we got, that we missed, yeah. I could be down for that. I mean, I really just I want to pour this way ball again. But uh, if I could have even just that, I'd be happy. Because we're at the point where when she does her, um, her, uh, hello, help me. My brain's Las not Vegas? working. No. The Chromatica um, ball? The, the the shows sorry the yeah. shows the concerts oh there we go <laughs> like, brain wait. clicked on so we're at the point where she's had so much stuff come out mm-hmm. that when you go to a show you're you're not getting everything because mm-hmm. you know early we'd on we'd be there for five yeah six hours, we, you which get, i would you would mind. get everything and it would be a stretch to get to two to two and a half hours because there wasn't enough to go around mm-hmm. but now and you get it and you're like you're lucky if you get your favorite um, mm-hmm. you're lucky if you, you know, I wonder if we'll ever hear one of the ones that we never did, you know, it's like, and then she changes them as she goes mm-hmm. along. So, cause I know on one of mine, I got to hear like Judas and a few others. And I don't think you've ever no, gotten to hear I it live. I never got to see her do live. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of fun. And it wasn't very, it was a short purse, mm. p- uh, piece of it. Not the full song. No, it was part of the medley. And um, so, you know, and you go to stuff like Joanne and it was fun, but I had to put up stuff yeah. to get the fun stuff and <laughs> so but at the same time like if she does if she expands chromatica ball mm-hmm. i just want chromatica i yeah you know like i don't even need the other stuff yeah. on that or one. or incorporated in you know make a, a change up enigma in not until i have until seen, seen enigma it, but... thank you yeah. <laughs> i got to the jazz i didn't get to see enigma we got to go back yes um but if yeah, she brings it... it back for my birthday we going <laughs> oh, there's still. Oh, you mean Chromatica Ball? Or you oh, mean, no, uh, the Vegas show. Oh, so she brings it back, back by no, November. They've announced, they've announced that they're coming back. If I, if I can't go out of the country, I'm going to see Gaga, damn it. Well, and see, that's another thing. How the hell are we supposed to get a Chromatica Ball if she's stuck in Vegas doing these damn shows? I don't know. In I don't between. Know what's happen. <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, that's going to kind of wrap us up, I think. Yeah. Now, some things out there. If you're feeling that you need some new Gaga, remember we have 10th anniversary Born This Way stuffs out. You can go find it on her website. Um, I hope she comes out with the the vinyl. Um, It was announced, what, a couple months ago that she might be releasing Art Pop version Version 2. All the songs that didn't make Mm it, um, one of which is my ringtone. It hasn't been a ringtone for a couple years. (laughs) Nothing on but the radio. So nothing on but the radio, Princess Die, all those good ones. Party Nauseous, Cake. Yes. Uh, Brooklyn Nights. I remember when Cake came out. (laughs) and I I didn't think it was part of Art Pop, but it, it works with it. Um, so yeah, so she's got that going on and, um, you know, we're hoping that she expands and does more of the chromatica mm-hmm. ball. So she's got a lot in the works, things to, there's something, there's and the, something the Gucci else. movie coming out, the Gucci movie coming out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I feel like there was something else and I can't remember what yeah. it is, but we anyway. will keep you advised, but I hope you guys enjoyed our, our last show for a little while. So it's super sized for your entertainment. So hope you enjoyed it. Um, Like I said, keep an eye on Spotify. If you're following us there, you'll see when we pop back up Mm -hmm. and keep an eye out. We'll be back because we really do enjoy doing this. 
yeah. the meantime, like I said, always feel free. Our the mailbox is still there. My random world mail at gmail.com. Send me a message. I will reply. We will do something. You know, give us some future notes, you know. <laughs> but from uh, Jody is sitting over on the couch because she didn't have anything to contribute tonight. So our peanut gallery is over there. Say goodbye, Jody. She didn't want to play. <laughs> she didn't want to play and join the family yeah. today. But uh, from our little random world to yours, stay safe. We love you. Enjoy the summer. And we'll see you back in a couple months. See Bye, guys. You.